Welcome back to the podcast, The Rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the rock and metal world, alternative indie, everything in between. With me again is Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. Can't that be your New Year's resolution to not make that joke? I don't make New Year's resolutions. Thank you. Okay. Can't you do it as a favor to me? No. I thought you were going to say, I don't do favors for you. <laughs> I don't do favors for you. Sorry. Man. <laughs> uh, it is Monday on the time that we're recording this. And as of the time we're recording this, there's been some decent music news that has broken over the past week or so since we did the final uh, year-end recap for the best course of 2019. Now that it's 2020, a couple things have broken. Um First off, what already happened last week is that the Coachella 2020 festival has been announced. And in true uh, Coachella form, two things have happened. Everyone looked at the flying up and went, what? <laughs> and number two, about world's worth of fake Coachella lineups have been posted. And some of them are pretty funny. Some of them are great. I would go to some of them. Oh, I would too. And that's the point of the, some of those fake ones. They're supposed to be dream festivals, but some of them are intentionally funny, which I also yeah. think is great. I'd still go to the funny ones. Do you? I think you had like the... Um, the Summer it, Slaughter. Summer like, Slaughter. Okay. And it had everything. It, um, it had a three and a half hour lecture from Corey Taylor. It had anger management classes from Ronnie Radke. It had a lot. I mean, it just sounded like a good time had by all. I, I, don't, I don't know about that anger management from Ronnie Radke <laughs> class. I, I don't mean, know. Some, some people could benefit even if they didn't learn anything from it. I think that could exacerbate the problem for some of those people if they attend that class. However, I will post on the YouTube video and on GetRock.net the actual lineup for Coachella for everyone interested. And the big news is that Raging is the Machine is confirmed for the Friday on both weekends for Coachella. Rage is back, and it is a very odd um, return to be on the stage of Coachella for a band like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, like, considering the lead-up to it, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that this is the perfect time for Rage to return. It's 2020. This is arguably going to be the most um, tense and combative election year for a for an election year that does not have two fresh candidates. One will be up for renewal, one for being competing to, re, to replace. And man, with everything going on right now, this is the perfect time for a band like this to return. Who are the definition of a politically charged band who know what they're talking about? And I say this as a huge fan of Rage Against the Machine. I do not agree with all their political stances by a long shot. Mm -hmm. by a long shot however you will never hear me say they don't know what they're talking about and i can't stand when people say that mm -hmm. tom Morello went to harvard and has a degree in political science ah i did not know that these men are and mm. the other men are very well versed and educated in what they're talking about mm -hmm. so you this is not oh what's a good description of it this is not some a libertarian semi-leftist Facebook meme page just <laughs> posting stuff and saying what they think should happen. These guys have pretty 
intense political stances on everything from how we should take care of the homeless to immigration all the way to what the current president is doing. However, they are logically they are logical in their definitions of it and they can at least explain how they feel and what they believe, not just going this sucks, that sucks. Right. Hmm. So that's as much as I'll get into that on the political side of it. Music hmm. side, I will always love Rage Against the Machine. They will always have a place in my heart. They're the ones, that's the band that got me into rock and metal specifically when I was young. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get new music, and I, but I am willing to bet we're going to have many more um, appearances and many more shows, whether that's festivals or concerts, I don't know. I highly doubt Rage Against the Machine is just going to do Coachella and the three additional shows they have in the Southwest, and that's it. Right. I wonder if they'll do any of the festivals like in the fall, since they're not doing the other spring ones or right. spring summer. Not, exactly. And it is weird to think because we were hint, like talking about like what if they were the other headliner for Sonic Temple or Epicenter mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're not. It's going to be Slipknot and Sonic Temple, which is a great choice. And mm-hmm. and, Ep- and Welcome to Rockville is Disturbed and Epicenter is Leonard Skinnerd. It would be interesting if they did that for yeah I know <laughs> well uh, it'll be a throwback at Epicenter for sure and Leonard Skinner Leonard Skinner is playing at Rockville anyway so I was about to say isn't Disturbed also Epicenter I believe so yeah I think they're alternating who plays the headline spot each day oh uh, I believe I I believe like one of them is headline on Saturday at Epicenter the other is headline at Welcome to Rockville on that Saturday could be wrong mm-hmm. but just I believe that's how it is maybe I don't have them up in front of me right now however it would be very interest- interesting if Rage Against the Machine was like the other headliner at AfterShock in Sacramento mm-hmm. in October because I mean Rage is a California band I was gonna say it would make sense it would make more sense. For aftershock than than Kentucky, yeah. Oh my goodness! I was about to say, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, That's why why Aaron Lewis fit in so well. That no. (laughs) Well, yeah, and we're gonna see Stained at Sonic Temple and Welcome to Rockville. Hey, I you've heard me rag on it for quite a while. I before I made the regretting the past video and years before that, I knew Stained had fans. It's not the situation of uh, Hinder and Buckcherry where people, I'm scratching my head going, who are the people that are still asking for this? I'm aware that Stained has a fan base. Oh, yeah. And Kentucky is that fan base. (laughs) They Uh, were the prime audience. They were. I mean, when Gretchen and I were driving around, like both in the parking lot at the venue and just driving around in Louisville, like to and from the hotel, looking for food, whatever, we saw more lift unnecessary lift kits on trucks on pickups just standard pickups than i ever thought i would see mm-hmm. i like i thought that was like a stereotypical thing for texas oh no louisville kentucky is where it's at well, and it's like a, it's just it was an asinine amount <laughs> no it was it was it was totally unnecessary too oh, yeah. you could tell these trucks were not like made for hauling or for labor or construction or farm work these were trucks for show I was about to say they were they were aesthetically pleasing to exactly to exactly, <laughs> and they all all of them had lift kits and and I'm not talking like it's the six wheel truck F three fifty or the Dodge Ram thirty five hundred where like again they're used for farm work they're used for construction yeah. <laughs> equipment no no these were all the polished and chromed out trucks that are <laughs> like the Dodge Rams fifteen hundreds and the F one fifties that are just like 
uh, accessorized. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent of bedazzling. They bedazzled their trucks with bedazzled parts. their trucks. Exactly. Oh so I don't know. We're getting way off topic for the music, but stain. <laughs> That's yeah, kind we'll, of funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We'll see stain. But anyway, it would be cool to see Rage Against the Machine at a DWP festival. It'd be cool to see them at more festivals. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do a tour or not. Because again, they're going to be great at keeping it a secret if they do new music or not. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, it'd be very interesting to see if they started releasing the music in the fall, September, October, mm-hmm. right before that first week of November. Well, I mean, that's why like aftershock would be. It is. It's true. Middle middle of October. Yeah, that's why that would be a good time for them. And that would be a festival for sure. Metallica. Friday, Raging Against the Machine, Saturday, Metallica Sunday. Yeah. So that would be killer. I know. So and for everyone who hates Rage Against the Machine because of their political stance, well, just go for other bands, you know? (laughs) I I don't know what else to tell you. Go watch Ted Nugent. Speaking of Ted Nugent, I know that was a terrible segue, but we had to break into it somehow. (laughs) I know. I I, we had to. Um, Gretchen is more aware of this than I was. Um, the Golden Globes were last night, last night, and Ricky Gervais did his Ricky Gervais bit, which is just pretty much shot comedy and calling everyone out. Mm-hmm. You think that that's fair to say, correct? Yeah. And one of the lines that he gave to help close his opening bit, where he's just ruthless and just ripping people apart left to right, the ending thing he said is, "So all of you, when you win your awards." Don't come up here and start spewing your political stances because you don't know what the real world is. You have no right to say. Just take your award and F off. And I, I clean that up very politely <laughs> from what he actually said. But you get the message. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. He is, in all intents and purposes, a shock comedian during these Golden Globe ceremonies. Yeah. He's doing this a lot for shock appeal. And maybe he does feel like he's trying to call people out, and that's fine. But he was also calling people out in political stances and like what they were doing as well. He brought up Jeffrey Epstein. He brought up and called out uh, who's the Apple president, CEO, whoever it is. He called him out who was in the crowd at the Golden Globes for having sweatshops in China. Mm -hmm. Just all this other stuff. So he's doing it too. That's just my opinion. I'm very torn whether it's good or not, if he's doing this, you know, I mean, because again, I laughed at some of it too. I did. I got some, it got the shock laughs out of me. So it definitely worked. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though. This morning, Ted Nugent, everyone's favorite. Oh, I don't even know how to describe this man. He <laughs> is an extreme right wing rat, like radical right wing gun promoting. Every baby should be born with a gun type gun lover. That's impressive. Yeah, he is on that level. He <laughs> went online and said that he proudly supports Ricky Gervais's stance that entertainers should not be forcing politics and going on political speeches. That is the textbook definition of hypocritical for a man who not only was invited personally and took pictures with President Trump when Trump took office, but also in, oh, in the early like early in President Obama's first term was so anti President Obama that he brought up a like straw dummy Obama and shot a crossbow at it on stage. 
and also made many vague death threats saying that Obama can suck his machine gun and stuff like that. Mm. So I don't know how else to say this. Ted Nugent has not offered anything to the world of music in a long, long time that is worth talking about. Why is he doing this? I was about to say, I didn't even like, I, he was always one of those people. Like I would hear the name and like nothing good ever was connected to it. But I, actually, exactly. I actually had no idea that he was in the music world. Oh yeah. I mean, he I, was, I don't know what I thought he was, but see, he I was before a time and he is a guitarist guitarist. He is pr- like, he is, he was a master guitarist. That is undeniable. But at the same time, that was his heyday was way before our time. Okay. So that's part of it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So 80s, you know, like 70s and 80s, mostly 80s for sure. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he just goes, like he is the type of man along with Kid Rock who will gladly wear that Confederate flag and tattoo it across their forehead and just that type of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Ted Nugent is also infamous for his hunting and poaching policies, how every animal is fair game pretty much to him. Oh, well, I all of a sudden really don't like him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like he like I'm pretty sure he judges how much of, of a man someone is if how many animals they've killed themselves and eaten. He's that type of guy. So, again, we're getting so political with this episode. And I'm trying not to do that, but it's just. That's what Ted Nugent was trending for today. And Twitter said, here's some trends for you. And it said, Ted Nugent, political. And I'm like, "Um, Twitter, you need to really recalculate some things if you think my channel wants that. I was about to say, you need to rethink your your life. (laughs) Anyway, back to Coachella. We went on a whole wide tangent. I am sorry, everyone. Going back to Coachella... Also headlining is Travis Scott and Frank Ocean, which I do think are good headliners. Yeah. No arguments there. And some of the bigger, we're not going to go through all the Coachella bands because let's be honest, I think I know a fourth of the bands. I'm not even sure I know that much. Yeah, I'll give, I'll, I'll be generous and say I know a fourth. However, some of the bigger names run the jewels, Calvin Harris, Tom York, 21 Savage, Danny Elfman, the famous. I was about to say, can we talk about Danny Elfman? I'm very curious to see what he's gonna. I'm very curious to see what he's gonna do. Is he gonna play the hits for all the um, Tim Burton stuff? Is he gonna do Oingo Boingo songs? Is he gonna do the Simpsons theme song? Uh, You know, I'm very confused with with that inclusion. I I mean, I would love to see it. I am too. I am totally not (laughs) against it. I think that could be something really fun if they do something like, even if it's just him playing all the songs that he's made before. Yeah. I think that could still work really well. But I remember first seeing that name and being like, I'm sorry, does that actually say Danny Elfman on there? Because, I mean, that's a name that pretty much everyone knows. Exactly. So I'm totally for it, though. Also, Lana Del Rey, um, FKA Twigs, Louis the Child, Fatboy Slim. That's a name I have not heard since probably junior high, maybe, Mm. maybe grade school. When they had their big heyday, mm-hmm. Little Nas X, um, looking like Pup is on there, who I'm a big fan of. Some of the more rock and metal stuff, The Who. Oh, okay. The, I didn't. The I didn't. Band. Yeah, I didn't realize there. they were there. Code Orange, which is going to be probably one of the heaviest bands there, which is shocking. 
that mm-hmm. they'll be at Coachella, but they do have name value. And I think they're going to freak out a lot of the fashion festival goers and the selfie takers. They're probably going to make them cry a little. That will be the moment that they go and get like food to take pictures of. Yeah. Go get their vegan water. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever they're going to get. Oh my God. Don't, don't, don't you try to tell me that if we opened a stand at Coachella and called it vegan water, there would not be a line wrapped around the festival for it. Mm, fair. <laughs> we could sell it for $10 a bottle. I yeah. Just fair. Off, I could just order labels and stickers to slap on like empty, just like, like unwrapped Dasani bottles of water. Lord. Yeah. And we would make so much money. Carly Rae Jepsen's on there? I didn't yep. notice that until just she's now. Been, she's been doing consist- albums consistently, too, for quite a while. Oh, I haven't she- heard her since Call Me Maybe. I was going to say, and I even like, I could not stand that song. I could even say she has done much better work than Call Me Maybe over the years. Um, Call Me Maybe is catchy as I don't know what. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> row, row, row your boat's catchy. That does not mean it's the strongest <laughs> song. Wow. Ouch. So well, let's, let's just <laughs> let's just say that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you can be catchy to some people. So <laughs> but anyway. The Coachella lineup's up there. I will post it again on getrock.net. It's man. I look at the lineup overall, and there are some other big names. Ides, the regrets, you know, there's others mm-hmm. I'm missing that of stuff that I would be interested in. Oddly enough, the only stuff I'd be interested in is really on Friday. Yeah, outside, I was supposed to say Friday is the name or the day that I recognize the most. Yeah, outside of Danny Elfman on Saturday, but yeah, and Tom York, Tom York too. But at the same time, what is this Coachella? Uh, what what is this? This is just a smorgasbord of randomness. They were like, that, we need to grab something from every genre. Yeah, exactly. Literally like that, every genre. There, there's Danny Elfman. Oh uh, yeah, we still don't have enough though. Um, uh, uh, you know, video game music. Maybe we get a video game music composer in here. Um, I mean, honestly, um, some of those lesser known names on there might be. Um, um, who made the "Like a Good Neighbor" State Farm is their song? Get them, get them, that jingle oh guy. God. You know. So, I don't know. I made a video last year about Coachella and what I think about it. Coachella is not about music. It's not. No matter mm-hmm. what it tries to sell you, it is not about the music. The fact that Rage Against the Machine is there does not defer my point. I will not take that stance back. I would still not go to Coachella, even if Rage Against the Machine is arguably the biggest bucket band list mm-hmm. or bucket list band ever outside of Metallica. Yeah. They're probably neck and neck for me too, Rage Against the Machine and Metallica. At the same time... Mm-hmm. It still does not dispute that fact. Coachella is not about the music. They have these names like Raising Against the Machine, Frank Ocean, Travis Scott, because it'll bring attention. And this yep. is what they want every single fashionista and Instagram star to come for. Mm-hmm. They want that uh, fashion model in who knows what they're going to be wearing. Oh, yeah. Well, Instagram's the best time or the it best is, place I, to go I, to see anything. I agree to see. So sometimes, sometimes um, on YouTube, like they'll vlog their time at Coachella and they'll have maybe like 30 seconds worth of music in there. And they don't even talk about it. It's just no. there. They yeah. just like, oh, I probably should include that. I agree. And that's what it's for to be seen at Coachella and then also to be seen in what you're wearing at Coachella. It's a business venture at that point. Or what you're not wearing. 
Well, that's some of the ladies. That's very true. And some of the guys. I was about to say, honest. and some of the dudes. There are going to be some guys wearing some weird stuff for sure. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know if Coachella is going to make a ton of money just because of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. It's out in my mind. They're going to take a, make a ton of money because of Travis Scott and Frank Ocean, you know? Lana Del Rey. I mean, on Sunday, even though I'm not into the music genres, Frank Ocean and Lana Del Rey, that's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It's going to make money. So I just don't see it. Dis- I don't see Coachella ending anytime soon. They're going to keep doing this. And Coachella's going to become more of a joke. And 75% of the bands on this list will get zero attention. They will not yeah. sell merch at Coachella. They will get ignored. They will just have people looking around. I mean, but they'll have the ability to say, I performed at Coachella. And I get that. And that is huge, too. Like a band like Pup, yep. who I love, that's big. I agree. Yeah. Code Good. Orange. Okay, I would I would want to see people's reaction to Code Orange at Coachella. I admit that. That'd be funny. That'd be intense. Just go to get reactions from people. I know. I would want to be in the photo pit, but I would be wanting taking photos of people in the very front row with a barricade. They'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> Why are they so angry? <laughs> Because they're here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Well, yeah, well. So, I don't know. But on top of that, Gretchen and I both saw two other festivals that got announced um, the past few days and today. The one I really enjoyed was Shaky Knees in Atlanta, Georgia. And the one she really enjoyed was Bottle Rock in Napa Valley. Mm -hmm. And both of which are wildly better Mm -hmm. and stronger than whatever Coachella is. Both are three-day festivals. And I sent you the lineup for both of them, at least for Shaky Knees I did, and then we can pull up Bottle uh, Bottle Rock. Shaky mm-hmm. Knees in Atlanta, I went to in 2016. It's the only year I went, and that was the year that I loved. It's a multi-genre festival. They had everyone from Florence and the Machine and Huey Lewis and the News and the Decemberists all the way to Deftones and Ghost. Wow. It was a wide range, and it worked, and it was fantastic. It's ever since then, they've never had that great of a lineup. They've actually kind of been watered down a little bit. This year, they stacked it back up, and I'm really impressed. Mm -hmm. If the timing was better, I would go. It's just May is a little bit too tight for us because we'll be going to well. We're hoping to get approved to go to Welcome to Rockville and Sonic Temple. Yeah. And that's just too much to do three festivals in three weekends. That's that's a lot. That Mm -hmm. might destroy me. So. However, Shaky Knees in Atlanta is headlined by the Black Keys, the Smashing Pumpkins, and the Strokes. Those are big names. And along top of that, there's also names like the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, of Monsters and Men, who I love. I know, Gretchen, you're a fan. Mm -hmm. Angels and Airwaves, Liam Gallagher, Royal Blood, the Front Bottoms, which I also saw at Shaky Knees in 2016, oddly enough, the Darkness... (laughs) Ah, many, 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 many names. I think Pup got added to it also, which is great. White Reaper, All Them Witches. There's a ton of names on there. I think that's awesome. And then Bottle Rock, I need to look up again, which is the one that you saw that you really liked. So I, don't get me wrong, I would go to that too if it was closer in Napa Valley. It's just a bit far away, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. for both of us, especially for you. Yeah, Um, but I'd still go. I still go, and because the three headliners for Bottle Rock in Napa Valley, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Dave Matthews Band, Stevie Nicks. And that, that just the minute I saw Stevie Nicks, I was like, oh my God, I would go. Yeah. And I get that too. So 
I don't. It's it's interesting for me because I've always wanted to see Red Hot Chili Peppers live, and I never have. I would go for that, and I would go for Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. I do not care about Dave Matthews Band. I just don't. Yeah, no, and and speaking as someone from Virginia, you know where they <laughs> originated from. Right. Yeah. Uh, I can't escape it. <laughs> yeah. Because and everyone's like, from, oh my god. I know. Are they from Richmond? No, they're from Charlottesville. Okay, gotcha. So, which is only an hour, like right, so not terribly far away. I was going to say, if if they came from Richmond too, that means your area has Lamb of God and Dave Matthews Band. No, no, Dave Matthews Band came from Charlottesville. Fair enough. Okay, so those are the War of Two styles for sure. But also at Bottle yeah. Rock, which is a multi-genre, they have Miley Cyrus <laughs> and Zed, which you talked to me about of Monsters and Men <laughs> again, which is great. Foles. They have other a lot of alternative bands. They have local natives who I really enjoy. Jimmy Eat World, who are still making music and still pretty consistent, from what I understand. I haven't kept up with them, but other people keep telling me that like he's they're still doing stuff and they're still doing fine. Mm-hmm. So they have that's a pretty good one too. Uh, much more on the pop to alternative side of things, but it still mm-hmm. works pretty well. Yeah. So those are two festivals. Um, one that I would prefer. One that Gretchen would prefer that we would try to sell you before Coachella. I was about to say, they're just not, these two are not confusing. No, they're not. Like, and like Coachella tell, is. Yeah, you could tell the direction of both. You could tell that they're actually trying to curate a festival about music. Yeah. And Coachella, that's like fifth or sixth on the list. Uh-huh. At least. They're like, they're like so. oh yeah, we do have to market this as a music festival. Oh, yeah. Rage Against the Machine's enough, though, right? You're like, sure. Also, so many people are not going to get it. So many people at Coachella are not going to get a Rage Against the Machine. Rage is pretty much anti a lot of things that Coachella stands for, and mm. a lot of the fans are going to be real confused when Zach gets on the microphone and starts screaming and pointing his finger at all of the crowd saying, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I really do predict that, too. I predict him getting on that microphone... <laughs> And really starting ripping into people. And for all of you who hate politics and music, who despise it, who thinks musicians should keep their mouth shut and never talk about politics, you might as well just plug your ears for the rest of 2020. Because it's going to get way louder and way worse. And Rage Against the Machine is going to be at the forefront of it. <laughs> and well. if, t- if, you, <laughs> like, if you don't want to hear stuff about Ted Nugent, okay, I don't either. But at the same time, it's Ted Nugent. This is where I'm biased about it, too. I want to keep the politics out of it. But I'll say this one little thing. I will say on one side, it's extremist stuff like Rage Against the Machine. On the other side, it's Ted Nugent. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, that's pretty awful on both ways, no matter what you get. Like I said, I don't have anything Rage, but I love Rage's music. Yeah. Well, it's like you don't have to agree with them, right? To to enjoy, you, you really truly don't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, mm. I don't know. I just it's such a weird thing. Like whenever that got popped up, like it'll be a year. I released that Coachella video last year during Coachella. Uh huh. How it worked out, and that worked out really well for me. I remember being at Welcome to Rockville that like a month or two later, and someone coming up to me said, "I really loved your Coachella video." so it it got around yeah but but at the same time oh what do you do i don't know i don't know we've harped on coachella enough and we harped on ted nugent enough man those are two weird topics for today (laughs) 
we need to move on because there are a couple things. Thanks, I do world. Wanna... I know, I know. <laughs> it's the 2020, new year, new me. Here's Coachella. Oh. And Ted Nugent. Here's Ted Nugent. Oh my gosh. Be like, can we go back to 2019 real fast? I know. 2019 was really strong for music. Can we try that again? Be like, we are not off to a good start, y'all. I know, but there are many, many big names that are going to come out with new music in 2020 that we already know of. And we've hinted at that before. But two that are coming out this week, and I'm going to have reviews on both of them, hopefully, are Apocalyptica and Poppy. Mm. And that's... I've already have, I'm making the album review for Apocalyptica right now. It's great. I mean, it's instrumental music. It's not the best thing that I've ever done, but it's solid for sure. And there's some breathtaking, intense moments for an instrumental album. Okay. So I'll just leave that as it is. And then Poppy is the hot topic right now mm-hmm. because of everything that just happened with Titanic Sinclair and the whole, is this going to like throw a monkey wrench into the album being released? Because he was a big part of her career. Just from yeah, YouTube. huge part. Yeah, from YouTube, the direction, the change in style from the music she was making up until where she's going now. And she, first of all, she made the statement on social media. Oh, when was it? Was it like last week sometime? It was last, was it early last week? Last week or maybe up to two weeks ago, sometime in that frame. Yeah. She made the post about how she is done with Titanic Sinclair and she made all the accusations and said very bluntly, and I believe her, about everything that Titanic Sinclair has tried to manipulate her with and try to keep her on the fence, like in that situation she was in, both in whatever type of working relationship they were in. And now she's done with it. Like his name is taking off a lot of everything that Poppy's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And people are wondering, well, is her tour going to get canceled, which would suck? Is the new album going to get delayed, which would also suck? Yeah, especially this close. Exactly, with less than a week away. And don't get me wrong, four of the songs have already been released because there's music on here that was released back in August. Yeah. For some of the singles. So I get that like, it's not all 100% fresh out of the oven. But at the same time, this is going to be a big album or potential to have a big album. And Poppy is riding a huge wave of momentum. And I would hate for that to come crashing down right now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get the album tomorrow. Usually that's when uh, some of the bigger name publicists and things like that respond with the new music. Because oh, okay. I want to have a few, I want to have a few days with it before I make a review. So I'm hoping to get it tomorrow. And I've heard four of the songs already. Mm-hmm. I've I've gone on about how I love Concrete. That's my favorite song that she's done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. I just hope that the album comes out, and I hope the tour doesn't get delayed because I know she's coming to see you, uh, coming to DC. Correct? She is. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to try to go see that or? You know. No, that's that's the day where I've got something for work. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's so unfortunately, it's also not a stellar venue, which I'm kind of surprised by. But yeah, they're playing in St. Louis, and it's a smaller venue for sure, but it's not small. Small. It still has like a tiny little photo pit. It is a nicer venue, so I would totally go to that if I'm able to. Mm-hmm. But, well, let me yeah. put it this way: like the venue she's going to is good, but there's no photo pit. Okay, gotcha. So it's. That was that good, was my it's qualifier. Good, it's yeah okay. There you go. It is still a good venue. Yeah, I think it's relatively new. Okay, see that I, that I'm still love esque. Yeah, I'm still okay with that though, as long as it's a good venue. You can be yeah. a smaller venue, but still be good. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I want the best for Poppy. I think this is like 
the makings of a genre-crossing star that can get new eyes on metal. And mm-hmm. she is infusing metal in very unique ways into her music. And it is definitely classified that way. I don't think anyone can really argue that. It is the perfect hybrid of pop and metal. I don't yeah. know. That's just how I see it. So I'll leave that question to you, what you guys think about Poppy. But yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I've talked about that for months now. I know Gretchen's a fan too. We were both very heartbroken when we didn't get to see her at Aftershock. It was very heartbroken. See, I liked her when she was still doing the like pop right. type music. Yeah, and see, I thought I knew of her, but I never really got into until she started doing the like really stepping into the dipping her toes into the heavier territory and now and then diving headfirst into that territory is probably a better way to put it now Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with that but her new album i disagree comes out friday i hopefully will have an album review for it on friday or saturday at the latest and we'll have to go from there so on top of that, we covered, we talked a lot about the political stances because of Ricky Gervais and Ted Nugent being Ted Nugent. Yeehaw. I, every, <laughs> yeehaw really needs to be said at the end of Ted Nugent's name. It might mm-hmm. as well at this point. But other than that, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I think we covered a lot of good ground. Um, if you have any suggestions for topics next week outside of news and upcoming events, let us know. Please check out on GetRock.net like some of the festival lineups. Let us know what your favorite festival is. Also, if you know of a good um, fake festival, like just type <laughs> out the name of the fake festival so that way we can look it up too. Because I'm always I'm always curious to see those They're on Instagram, so Facebook, Twitter. They people do a really good job with those. The Summer Slaughter one that Gretchen showed me was fantastic. That was so good. Do you have that up by chance? We could end. Let's end with that. We'll end with um, Summer Slaughter. I was about to say um, I should have saved it. Was <laughs> that because I see the Summer Slaughter tour, like actual Summer Slaughter tour? If that's the name, mm-hmm. okay. So she just sent it to me. So this is the fake Summer Slaughter. Um, I think it was by Metal Sucks, but I don't know. But they do a great job of it. Bad yeah, it omens. says Lamb Goat and Metal Sucks present. Exactly. So on the headliner for day three is Limp Biscuit, followed, and then before that is Maroon Five and Lil John. Lil John, Marilyn Manson, Baby Metal, Insane Clown Posse. Those are the but big names the, for day five. Marilyn Manson is instrumental set. Right. And then also on Sunday is Corey Taylor's three and a half hour speech. Which I, I'd totally be there for. Dance Gavin Dance featuring Johnny Craig. David Draymond, uh, spoken word. Right. So there's Bernie Sanders, hardcore dance and moshing lessons, you know, <laughs> Poppy. Poppy. <laughs> but also on there's also just so much dumb stuff. Uh, I it's this is not the best resolution. I can't really see the picture. What does it say on um for underneath bad omens on day five slipknot? Slipknot performing duality in its entirety. So one song, okay. And then right before Slipknot is Imagine Dragon. Yes. Then Five Finger Death Punch. So uh, you know. War unmasked. Yeah, so no one will know who they are. Bad, bad baby, ba- bad baby. <laughs> that that works out well. Crown the Empire, Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne. Po- Post Malone featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Excuse me. Oh, and then there's Motionless and White. Yeah, so and Motionless yeah. and White. Not in white, but they're an- and white now. They had a name. And then, and then I love how there's a theme for each day. So like that third line, it's all the veils. Pierce the veil. Black yeah. veil brides. Veil of Maya. <laughs> Veil of Nath, the Kennedy Veil. 
<laughs> so there's good stuff on there too. And then on Saturday is Robert Zombie, not Robert Rob Zombie. Yes. <laughs> Credence Clearwater Revival, Spinal uh, Tap, Puddle of oh Mud. Mud. Yeah, you know. And then six, there's the theme six, again. Nine. Yeah, 6 9, Tech 9, 9 Block 9, Nine Inch Nails, Ice Nine Kills, Il Nino, that doesn't count. And then <laughs> a whole bunch of others. There's Jimmy Kimmel, because he always does this Coachella thing, which is great. Ronnie Radke, anger management classes that I talked about before. Scott Stapp doing something. I can't see all the tiny text on this red list. I was about to say, yes, yeah, some, of, some of them are hard to see, but the very last one for Saturday is Metallica, and it's in, in the tiny tiniest font, font. not yeah. bolded. Right, in the tiniest font. So some of these ones are great. So I'll put this picture up, too. They're so funny. <sighs> yeah, I'm losing my voice. So other than that, thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing on YouTube. Thank you for following on Spotify. You can also find this on iTunes and Google. Thank you again for checking everything out and keeping up to date with the channel. I'll have more videos coming this month, along with a special collaboration video that I'm making with a few other YouTubers. Not anything huge, but I'll be having a few people pop in outside of the rock coliseum too but i'll have those guys also just checking things out so we'll end with that thank you guys very much and gretchen did you have any uh thing you would like to end with um i most certainly do <clears throat> okay <laughs> when life shuts a door open it again it's a door that's how they work that's that's not so much words of wisdom or an expression that's just telling someone the obvious gretchen okay you, you want to fight through the microphone right now you want to fight Stop flexing on the podcast. It's not going to work. <laughs> don't, you tell me how, don't you tell me how a door works. I'm going to slam a door and then I'm going to open it again.